Critical hit Punch All Nazis takes place in the early days of World War II and combines high adventure with cosmic horror. All dates, locations, and historical events are thrown out the window in order to create a fun story, so don't put too much thought into historical inaccuracies. All accents are done poorly, but with love, and no disrespect is intended. Last time on Critical Hit. In regards to your team that you have put on loan with us, they appear to be doing an adequate job. So you're going to Murano for the festival, eh? Yeah, it sounds fun. Mussolini is horrible. He's dumb. He's stupid. The man picks up a rock and throws it at the dog, and the rock just phases right through. The dog. The dog blinks. Literally blinks out of existence like in a puff of smoke. The next thing you see is a puff of smoke as the dog is now latched on to the man's neck and he starts screaming at the top of his lungs. There is another puff of smoke and the dog and the man are both gone. How are fascists so good at implementing monsters into their infrastructure? Like things like, uh, like. roll, roll an insight plus uh, <laughs> academia. Okay. That was in character also. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, also, the it, answer is fascists will always use uh, weapons of mass do. destruction as long mm-hmm. as it uh, gets them where they want to go. While yeah, reasonable people uh, realize that uh, that violence and dangerous weapons are not always the answer. Yeah, they don't care about the human cost. Exactly. All right. So uh, do we? Do any of us know anything about that blinking dog? That's I mean, a new one Something for me. that we've heard about or read about or anything. I wonder if Dr. West wrote about something. No, he would only write about um, bringing things back to life. It's uh, probably a good time to get a call into the brigadier anyway. Okay. So uh, we'll give him a call and we'll see if him or um, our new uh, French librarians know anything about this. Okay. Ring, 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 ring. Oh, hello. Uh, Hello. Um, I have uh, several orders here, uh, a burger for Johnson, a uh, hot dog for Stevens, and a Franklin wanted a turkey. Um, this is Antoine. Um, who's calling? Oh, hey, uh, this is Dutch. Oh, hello, Dutch. How are you? Is Valentino there? Uh, yeah. Would you like to talk to him? Oh, no. I'm, I mean, if he's not busy. Oh, no, he's not. Here you go, Valentino. It's uh, Antoine. Hey, Antoine. This is... uh, Hi, Valentino. How are you doing? Are you well? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How's your arm? Oh, it's healing. Oh, that's that's good. I've been so worried about you. Yeah, uh, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, How about you? Have you been all right? Yes, yes. The Brigadier is here, and they've, they've kind of set up headquarters on... I don't know how much I'm supposed to be saying, but uh, here on in the in the 
in the library. Oh, oh. Yeah, okay, good, good. Uh, I'm glad that uh, you have uh, people around you. Uh, yes. So, yeah, uh, well, we're in Milano. Milano. Um, we're uh, looking, uh, you know, for further items of interest. Uh, I guess we want to maybe let the Brigadier know it seems that uh, the local authorities are using some beast of supernatural capabilities around here. Oh, what kind? Zombies? Are they like the zombies we met? No, they don't seem to be like that. It seemed to be more of a canine persuasion. One that uh, is kind of a spectral being. Oh, really? Yeah. What, what did it do? Like a ghost A ghost hound? Seen to. Uh, seen that uh, physical attacks fate, you know, did not affect it, and it seemed to be able to blink in and out of existence and seemed like took a victim with it. Well, I never heard of this thing, but I'll look into it. Yeah, yeah, you might let them know so that, you know, that's something that we might need to research some kind of defense for. But, yeah, anyways, uh, I think we should go. Um, yeah. And where are you at now? Uh, we're in Murano. Oh, Wonderful. I love the glass there. Yeah, that's what we're checking out. Well, be safe. Yeah, you too. I really think we need to go. I don't know that this is safe. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'll talk to you later. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye. Take care. Yeah, I don't know if we can really count on communications around here, guys. Seem to be some clicking on the line. Hmm. That's all right. We... They uh, said that we were pretty much on our own out here, so we don't need to be calling back. All right. Well, seems like we're already under some scrutiny. I hope we uh, didn't set ourselves up for some kind of... Hmm. You didn't way. say anything incriminating, did you? Well, yeah, I did mention the beast we just witnessed. Yeah, that's pretty bad if... Uh... If the people listening in are in on it, I guess it depends. If they're not, if they're compartmentalized, right, then they might be like, oh, these people are weird and crazy. Yeah, we can hope. <laughs> but okay. Yeah. Um, maybe we should consider finding a different place to bunk the next night. We stay here. Sure. We can check out tomorrow and uh, try to find another place. Yeah. Uh, let's. Uh... Let's sleep in shifts tonight. Mm-hmm. Let's not sleep too soundly in any case. So everybody roll me a will plus resilience. So be a D1. Hey, I got it. Okay. Let's go success. Uh, is this like a thing to stay awake or is it like uh, a this scary is a times? Thing, this is a scary times uh, nightmare fuel from your dog that you just saw. Okay. In that case, I'm going to use my dauntless. Okay. Uh, talent to get a free extra die. Okay. Then one success for Valentino. All right. You sleep fine. Blisco sleeps fine. Matthew sleeps like a log. <laughs> sure. Somehow I only uh, get one success. On three you get dice. one success with three dice, but uh, you also uh, pass through the night without 
without yeah. any terror, night terrors from, from what you witnessed. Okay. Then you're able to wake up the next day. Let's check out, go somewhere else and then head to the museum in uh, Murano. And okay. we might actually, I guess we might as well try to get a stay in like Venice Island. Right. Okay. Yep. Which will be a little closer. Yeah. So you arrive at a hotel at Venice Island. Uh, this is a very fancy hotel. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm really. Uh, it's really thrown off by the. Uh, Officer Jenny, Nurse Joy uh, situation <laughs> in this game. It's, a, it's like a whole. I figure. I figure Brazil like they could have. They could have been cute girls, and and Ooh, not. <laughs> yeah, not like. Wait, was that was that okay? No, oh, that was the cute girl. Like a, like a higher higher register. Yeah. Okay. Hey there, Taylor. Yep, no, I take it all back. This guy's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's a whole basil fault. Here. This is yeah, this well, is actually yeah. one of the nicest hotels on the Venice Island. Uh, it is is this is where the the wealthy stay. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll splurge for it. Uh, they'll never expect that. No. So they do give you a room this time on the uh, third floor. Uh, there are Ooh. elevators in this hotel. Okay. Two nice rooms, very nice. This even has running water. You don't have to use a shared bathroom or anything like that. Right, keeps you away from vampires. Also good. Mm. So uh, I'm pretty sure the whole island does that. So <laughs> when uh, when we uh, get ready for the day, mm -hmm. oh, uh, are we there yet? Oh yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, are, uh, yeah. You're at the the new hotel. It's all nice. Okay. It's fancy. Okay. You like it. You're checked in. So third floor. Yep. So uh Dutch will as usual uh do his hair, comb through it, um, but then he'll take like a stray hair and like basically in his luggage set down his comb and set the hair like carefully on it mm -hmm. and mm. then close the close the luggage so that, you know, if it gets moved. Hopefully he'll be able to know that it happened. Okay. Spy tactics. Nice. And then he'll pull his second comb and stick it in his pocket. Oh. <laughs> Good thing you have your backup prepared. pomade. Yep. I literally, like, my class ability is being able to pull stuff out like that. So, <laughs> yeah, let's get going. Yeah. Okay. So All you... Right. Uh, Make your way back down to the docks, and there's a motorboat there, different guy this time, uh, who is willing to take you across to the island. He doesn't seem to be very talkative, but I suppose if you wanted to ask him questions, you could ask him questions. But he seems to be just like, uh, get on board. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I, mm. I will say before we leave that everyone bring their masks mm -hmm. in case we have yep. to like blend into the yeah. into the party. Yeah. I'll bring them both. Yep. I'll bring a hood in case I need to be giant and then asleep <laughs> for a week. I mean, you can take a bag, you know, you can take a, a shoulder bag yeah, with yeah. you and put it in there. Yeah, that's not a problem. 
just going to roll it up and stick it in my sleeves. Probably not. It Hope it not doesn't bite fit. me. Yeah, it's not oh. going to work that way. Wow. Throw it in a bag. Also, you don't you don't want it to accidentally poke you while it's in there. Yeah, and and get activated. And then you arrive at the same dock that you did the day before uh, on the island of Murano or the islands of Murano. Uh, the festival banner is up. Welcome to the island of Murano, the Glass Festival, uh, December first through December fifteenth, nineteen thirty nine. Uh, there are already at, at like nine ten a.m. There are already throngs of people packing the streets. Uh, they are. Uh, this is a would be a what a, a Wednesday then. Uh, they are people wearing their masks. There's music playing. The smell of food all over the place. Yeah, it's it's kind of a repeat of of, of the day before. Yeah, we'll we'll hold down X to skip the whole musical cutscene. <laughs> yeah, let's head for the museum. All right, yeah. you head to the museum. This museum is located in the middle of Murano. The museum is rather large. It sits on the grounds of uh, the island. It's got a great, I don't know what, what you call it, a promenade or a uh, front lawn. It's It's got a very large lawn. This is where all of the festival activities are taking place. This is a two-story uh, museum uh, built in 1861 is when it was founded. It was originally built in the Gothic style, um, and it was the residence of Bishop Marco Gustian back in 1659. Uh, but he immediately, um, he bought it, but he had donated it to, uh, the church diocese. And then when the diocese was closed in 1805, it was sold to the Murano municipality, which then opened it up and turned it into a museum and archive. Uh, and then it became an official only museum in 1923, but it was really founded in 1861. Mm, So you should have a, a map. Um, of uh, the first and second floors of oh. this. Um, you could go in and you can wander around yourselves or you could go on a guided tour. I think I'd rather um, wander ourselves. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. I was going to ask how long the guided tour would take. I think somebody uh, I think should the, go uh, on the guided tour. I think about two hours probably is how long it takes. All right. How about you two guys go on the guided tour? We'll wander around. That right. Sounds like a good plan. That way we'll be uh, separated. So who is who is wandering? Who is wandering and who is um who is um going on the guided tour? Uh Valentino and Dutch are wandering around. The other okay. two are going on the tour, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. Nebraska and Greece are going. So Valentino <laughs> or Dutch, why don't you mark a spot anywhere on the map and I can describe that room to you? There are many rooms uh throughout the first and second floors. Uh, you know, as soon as you walk in, you walk into the main entrance, which is on the south side of the first uh, first floor plan. And that leads you into a great hall, which is a two story affair uh, with pillars. There are um, what are they called? Friezes all along the the upper part of the wall. There's marble on the, the bottom. Uh, but this is kind of like a great uh, grand reception area. And from there, uh, you can they have some statues and it appears if you look at the statues, this is all of you. Um, if you look at the statues, you can see that the statues are of some of the great glass makers of the time. That's in that great hall. That's in the great hall. Yeah. This hall is great. It is. Dutch will turn to Valentino and say, uh, I think if previous 
uh, encounters were any indication. We should try and find something that's very old and possibly not very ostentatious. Yeah, sounds uh, accurate. Uh, let's look around and, I mean... Yeah, try to see if, is the museum, like, does it appear to be, like, broken down, like, historically? Or is it just, like, aesthetically? I think it is broken down both ways. So, like, if you start to go on to the right wing, which is what the tour group guide does, uh, the tour group will lead you immediately to the east, through the east doors from the Great Hall, as as the tour guide begins to explain to you that the history of glass goes all the way back to ancient Egypt, where travelers found uh, these fused pieces of sand possibly struck by lightning. And that was kind of where glass first found its foothold in society. Uh, It was used uh, to a great extent as as jewelry in the early days, but this was crude glass, uh, glass that was bluish in nature, but really, really rough. But you can find those on ancient Egyptian uh, jewelry of of the time. And that's kind of what you find in this first hallway coming off the right of the Great Hall. As you start to go up these uh, tiered steps into uh, this um, uh, upper tier here, the tour guide starts to explain to you that uh, as glass started to become further developed, uh, the original glass was nothing you know, to be excited about. But when people discovered that they could put in different chemicals and different things into the glass to make it uh, colored glass or stained glass, that's when glassmaking really took off. And this section uh, really starts to show ancient Greek, Roman, uh, African, Egyptian glass here. The guide will take you into this room, which you'll note has no windows. Uh, and she does, she does tell you that Unfortunately, early colored glass and really up until uh, the 1700s, colored glass was not color fast, meaning that over time, UV rays of the sun faded the glass. So this is why there's not really great examples of uh, stained glass throughout history. But this room contains some old Roman examples of glass where they've been able to keep it out of the light and... um, keep it out of the uh, the direct sunlight. So it, it still maintains some of its color, but you can tell that at one point, these like vases and bowls and things would have been like deep blues and purples, but now they're really faded uh, no longer cobalt blue, but more of a sky blue color over time. But this is really good examples of some early glass from, from early days. So that's on, on to the, to the right side for those people taking the, 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 the tour guide. So the, the right side is going to be more history, the left side is probably on the first floor, at least, is going to be more uh, displays of different types of glass. Okay. Uh, let's let the tour leave the room. Okay. And, and then... you can hear the, you can hear the woman talking uh, yeah. along the way. And, and you can, um, um, everybody roll me a insight plus observation. Hmm. I mean, there's a lot of people in with this tour. There's probably 30 people or so. Uh, with this tour. Zero success for uh, Doc. Zero successes for Blisco. Uh, Brian, you get three successes. So you actually get a uh, an extra bonus success. And two successes for Carlos. Yeah. Um, we split the group wrong. Valentino. Valentino <laughs> and um, 
Dutch, you notice that as you're standing there with the group, as they're starting to leave, you smell this weird, like almost this weird sulfur smell. <clears throat> and you don't know if it's, if it's somebody or a group of people's or, you know, if it's just the fact that this is a island where people are constantly burning things to yeah. make glass and maybe you're catching a whiff of something like that, but something definitely smells of sulfur. Does it subside once the group leaves? Yeah, yes, it does. does. <laughs> For those who stay in the Great Hall, the the smell of sulfur subsides as the group leaves. You can okay. see that uh, there are old people, young people. It does look like there is... Um, um, an older woman with like six, like high school age kids, uh, in, in tow. Does she look German? I mean, it's like the same group from earlier. It yeah. is the same group that you saw or that you heard yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, as, uh, as the, the, the Frau is just like, please pay attention to what they are saying. <laughs> and one of the children is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fry, fry talk. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. Dutch will like, Point it like tap his nose to Valentino. Yeah, uh, Valentino nods in agreement. Uh, it's like, I guess if we run into the guys again, we'll just let him know to keep an eye out. Yeah. It's like, uh, have we encountered anything so far that smells of sulfur? It's like, I don't it, think so. in and of in and of itself, because like sulfur is like kind of a like an ag- ag- aggressive like rotten egg smell right it is an yeah. aggressive rotten egg kind of smell yeah so it's like that smell in and of itself doesn't necessarily yeah. you know immediately tell us anything no so could far so English breakfast i mean it, yeah i mean it really could be that somebody just stinks or like they could be using some sort of like weird cleaner like it really could be anything yeah it's like so, um yeah like ammonia and other stuff can release sulfur okay oh. so yeah we'll stay behind and not in the great hall because the great hall just has statues right it doesn't have glass. yeah just statues and like the like i said the uh, freezes on the wall uh, so just so kind yeah, of my, the history of glass my idea is to you know assuming nothing uh horrifying happens um to go systematically through the historic side of things and have uh, Valentino try on the mask and see if he sees anything. Okay, so could you point to a room on the map that you want to try this in? So we probably came out to this room, right? And yeah, that's, that's where the that's where the tour guide went, and then they, so that's they went where, like up. the that's where like yeah, the oldest stuff. Where yeah, so, this yeah. is all the oldest stuff is through here. Well, I'll keep an ear on the tour. Mm-hmm. because it sounds like they're going like historically through it. Yeah. So and then we, they'll go, so they'll go up here next. Well. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll go north. Well. Okay. They will wander through there as well. Uh, through, so, through yeah. those sections. We'll we'll start here in the, like the room that's kind of immediately to the east of the great hall. Um, and ask Valentino to try on the mask. Okay. Now, we might, Want to hold off on that till we think we might have something. Um, at least when I was wearing it uh, the first time, it seemed uh, like whatever connection seemed to fade after a while. So I'm not sure what it takes to. I see. All right. Well, okay. Then let's. Uh, 
I guess we'll just follow close follow the tour until we see or hear something that seems to make sense. Uh, yeah. My thought was, you know, maybe we can find some sort of clue. I don't think that the An mask is going to like. Yeah. Look, so, yeah. <laughs> I don't think the mask is going to point out the orb to us. Um, but it might let us see somebody who is around it. Potentially. Yeah. Uh, and then Valentino puts on the mask. It's over there. <laughs> Maybe. It's, it's that thing that like all all games have now, right? Where you like press like the right trigger or something and uh <laughs> everything goes dark except for the stuff that's like context relevant. Yeah. That you can like click on. Okay, so then we'll we'll look for something more specific then. All right, so the tour, uh, for those of you who are on the tour, you start to go up into the north corner. You know, this main uh, area, this m- grand hall that goes off the Great Hall towards the, the east on the map, uh, that is basically just lit with uh, available uh, lights, like incandescent light bulbs. As you, And that's because this is all the ancient glass and they don't want it to fade anymore. But as you start to move up into these other areas, especially areas that... Uh, go along the outer walls of the museum. The museum has very, very large windows to allow as much light as possible to come in and interact with uh, the glass. So as you're coming up into the northern section, uh, the tour guide starts to explain about all of the different types of of glass over time and also starts to talk about uh, how colors started to become uh, into colored glass and how, and how that... Uh, how that happened. The blue was obviously one of the first colors that they were uh, incorporating into, into the glass, you know, even up to the 1640s color glass was very scarce, but uh, especially when everyone started to come to Murano and people started realizing that they could use different metals and different oxides and different chemicals, they started to realize that they could make these, these colored glasses, even though they weren't uh, specific or, or wouldn't uh, last Red was the favorite color that people wanted to use, but unfortunately it was the hardest color uh, to get in uh, the early days because in order to make the red colored glass, you had to add gold into it and gold was extremely precious and extremely rare. But even through the Renaissance up until at least 1700s, they weren't able to get red glass that would be color fast. So Anything that's more than a hundred years old, the red glass would have faded uh, completely. So as you're going through the museum and the person is taking you and showing you different, you know, pitchers, glass pitchers and glass bowls and mosaic tiles and glass tiles, you can definitely tell that where there used to be red is now almost a faded pinkish, almost clear uh, glass now. But you can still tell that that is what the red would have been. Uh, in that time, but they still have some fantastic uh, pieces on on display. A lot of pictures, a lot of bowl, bowls. You start to see where they a lot of jewelry pieces uh, all throughout uh, this section of of the museum. I think we may be a little too engaged in the tour. Actually, we didn't see anything around us. Mm-mm. Hmm. Yeah, there's still that you guys start to notice now, too, that there's this weird kind of smell of sulfur. And the German lady is is telling the the students uh, who, of course, are all dressed in brown shirts. Uh, you know, she's kind of translating from the Italian, but 
you guys can kind of pick up on that. And sometimes she will say something in a broken English uh, about this particular glass or this particular time period. And you can tell that, uh, you know, when the tour guide says anything about uh, big advancements in glass that didn't happen on the island of Murano, she seems to be spouting uh, some weird propaganda about how uh, Germans, German glass is the superior glass. And this is this piece right here that she points to a, 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 a glass orb on a, on a little pedestal is a perfect example of uh, German uh, glass making uh, until the tour guy goes, no, no, I'm sorry, that, but that is uh, uh, that was uh, made uh, in uh, 1680 right here on the island of Murano. I'm sorry. Uh, and it kind of embarrasses the, the German lady and they continue on to their onto their tour. An orb, you say? Uh, there's a lot of orbs. I mean, there's like crystal balls. There are glass Ooh. balls. There's gazing balls. There's all sorts of things that you can see uh, here in in this museum. Okay. Are we looking specifically for an orb, or is my memory failing? Uh, we do want to find... Let me, yep, it's a glass, glass orb. orb. It, that's how it was described orb. to us. So there's a million orbs around. And oh, yeah. The orbs. Yep, 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 yep. Ugh. Orb we'll after to, orb. We we'll just have to find the orb that a carpenter would drink out of. Right. We'll look for the one made of wood. Yeah. Look for the glass wood. orb made of wood. Yeah, glass that orb made of wood. Uh, Makes perfect sense. Yeah, reason. I think we've moved on to a a, a new phase. Yeah, we're game. on a we're on a different we're in a different movie yeah. now. I, I recognize right. that. Yeah. We need to find different references. So I'm gonna go with top secret. Um all right. But we don't have any specific description of the orb other than the fact that it is an orb, correct? I and, don't think that we do. Uh it was described to us as a glass orb uh-huh. by Antonio. Right. The the rhyme itself, I don't think even refers to it as an orb. Uh-huh. Um what are the what power is it reputed to have again? This is the one that I think reveals reveals reveal secrets yes ah. so bug eater right. grab all the orbs you can and see if you can tell a lie <laughs> uh no don't do that <laughs> don't do that no but also like probably one of the orbs that is more easily see through like yeah, it's all glass, but like yeah, like clear orbs. Yeah, so, something With clear, something like maybe like one scene. that has like an eye motif for something where like there's clearly a uh, you know you're supposed to look at it from a like you look at it from this direction is just like all swirly stuff. You look at it from this direction, you're like seeing through the swirly stuff. Okay. Well, so far you haven't seen anything like that. You've seen uh, because you're moving through all of the glass colors. Uh, it's almost like you're moving through a rainbow, a series of rainbow rooms where, uh, you know, it starts with the blue and the violets and then it gets into the greens, into the yellows, into the oranges. And then finally, uh, right about here is where you start to hit the reds. But these reds are not very brilliant. They're they're pretty much kind of faded out. They're washed uh, out reds. This area right here is the kind of the back entrance of the uh, museum. If you look out the doors, you can see men, you know, slowly setting up. Uh, what looks like fireworks uh, canisters to shoot fireworks on the 15th. It's an area that appears to be closed off. 
Can't go over there while we're on the tour. No, but we will sneakily see if we see anything sneaky that we need to address. There are some, uh, you know, in, in this section specifically, mm-hmm. if you guys go through here, this section is full of jewelry. So you do see like earrings that are made out of beautiful glass beads. You see uh, some stuff that could, I guess, look like an eye. That may be one interpretation of it, but you see necklaces, you see headdresses, uh, you see some just beautiful, beautiful pieces of jewelry in this section of, of the museum. I don't suppose. Okay. So the, the tour guy said something about how not all of the glass was made in Morano. Like some of it was brought here, right? Uh, yeah. Some of the stuff that she's mentioned before, like the, um, the Roman and the Greek and, uh, stuff from back here. Those are some examples of stuff that have been brought in from other places, but she seems to indicate she hasn't said anything specific about anything that you have seen so far. That is not from Murano. The, uh, the German oh. teacher tried to claim that the, the right. one piece was uh German and she had to be corrected that no it was and it was and even then Italian glass. they wouldn't know the uh the luminaries were doing this like more than a hundred right. years ago, right? Yeah, so this would have been five hundred years ago. Yeah, so. so in so five hundred from nineteen so like the fourteen hundreds yeah. is when the luminaries would be doing their thing. So they wouldn't you know, they wouldn't necessarily be able to know that, you know, had they found the orb that it wasn't made on Murano, other than right. by you know, uh, performing right. some yeah, like possibly. forensic archaeology on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Okay. So this this area is all of the jewelry, and then when you get into uh, this section, the mm-hmm. upper left hand corner of the museum on the map. This is where you see all of the blown glass. These are where you see the miniatures and the figures, and some of it's quite large. The the uh, central piece right here is a giant, uh, like a life size uh, piece of 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 glass that just is beautiful in uh, its design. As you move through here, uh, you get to uh, see. Uh, this would be the next room down. Uh, this is where you get to see some of the examples of some of the chandelier work. That that glass has done. Uh, but I mean, you know, it's glass. I mean, how many different times can you see glass? Lots Ooh, of glass. Ah, look at the glass. I know, right? And so she takes you through the rest of the uh of the outer part of the museum till you wind back up into the grand hall. And she's uh, and then the uh the tour guide is like, and now I will take you to our grand display gallery, and she leads you into this. Uh, beautiful room. It is it is a two story room uh, where uh, this floor is totally open. Uh, there's pillars around it, and then there is a kind of like a walkway on the second floor around it. But it is open all the way to the top, and there is a glass dome uh, at the top, a glass window dome at the top. So light is just streaming in uh, to this into this room, and all along the sides of the rooms, just picking up light from all the different angles are just the most exquisite pieces of glass that you have seen in the entire tour. Now there have been some impressive pieces, but this room is where apparently they are keeping the best of the best of the glass. Uh, There are, you know, swans with graceful necks that have been blown 
uh, into into these grand shapes. There are glasses. There are uh, animals. There are pictures. Uh, there are delicate flowers that they have done. There are, again, crystal balls and orbs that are sitting on display. And in the center of the room, the tour guide says, and this is probably our most interesting piece that we have in the entirety of the museum. And it is a dark red glass orb. Uh, mm -hmm. We do not know when this one uh, was made. It was definitely not made uh, during the time. Uh, the color red is, is fast for as old as we uh, think this piece is. We date it to at least 300 years old. But we know that this was a piece not made here on the island, but it is such a grand, exquisite piece that we can't help but put it on display. And at that moment, you hear a crash, and you guys turn around, and there's just kind of a man standing in the corner. Uh, just He looks kind of embarrassed because he has just knocked over a piece uh, mm -hmm. and shattered it on the ground. And uh, you hear one of the, the schoolboys. I mean, I, I say boys. I mean, they're at least as old as you are. They're in their 18, 19-year-old boys and girls. Sure. Uh, Certainly that man should be punished. And then the, the teacher is like, no, no, no. Sh none of that to now. And uh, very quickly, you know, some a security guard comes in to check and see what's going on. He looks at the mess. He starts to escort the man away. And then he bumps into... Uh, this bear, this glass bear figurine knocks it over and it shatters on the floor. Uh, people oh. now are starting to wander in from uh, different parts of the museum. There are entrances on the north, south, east and west into the grand display area. Uh, the man is just like, I'm, so, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. There are two men dressed in, in dark suits and glasses that are just kind of standing there looking uh, like what is what's going on. A, a child comes in and starts to giggle and starts to reach up like she also wants to play, knock down the glass. And the mother quickly grabs the arm. It's like, no, 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 you can't do that. Uh, the, the guard, uh, before the, uh, the guard can grab this man a final time, he bumps into a, a ballerina, a very intricate, delicate, like very thin and tiny. The, the, the detail it would have taken to make this glass ballerina just, you know, would have taken the greatest skill and just as the guard is about to grab him, he accidentally bumps into it and it shatters on to the ground as as well. Uh, there are you can hear some people gasping and, you know, somebody just like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. Uh, the guard quickly grabs this man and is ushering him out of the out of the grand display gallery. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm so sorry. Uh, this is. Oh, the the quality of the glass that we have lost here is. Oh, it's such a tragedy. Now, why would you leave the people to uh, to do these kinds of things? Why would you not uh, put some safety measures on this stuff? Oh, we we uh, we do, but uh, not everything can have a an alarm or a trap. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry, we need to leave this this area now. Please, please, please. And you start to see some guards and some janitors coming up. Uh, guards start coming up onto each of the areas of the uh, entranceways. The, the the tour guide is leading everyone out of the grand hall. The janitors are coming in and starting to sweep some uh, things up. And everybody is slowly kind of exiting out of the grand display gallery back into the great hall. 
quick, grab the red orb. That's what I was going to say. Try and take advantage of the <laughs> confusion. All right. Use the confusion to grab the red orb. <laughs> All right. You grab the red orb and before your hands even touch the red orb, an alarm goes off. And mm. instead of, instead of, uh, uh, just guards standing at the doors, big steel gates slam down on all the entrances. In fact, one of them almost slams down and, and hits a person both on the first floor and the second floor. Uh, just these gates slam down, boom, 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 boom. Uh, guards step out, uh, armed guards step out at the, uh, upper level, uh, with guns to look down and see what's going on. Uh, the, uh, the tour guide is, what are you doing? And the, there's the men that were wearing the black suits are just kind of stopped and, and look like what's, what's going on. One of them is acting like he's going to reach into his breast pocket for a pistol or something. Uh, the guards kind of rush in get your hands off of that. No, no. We just wanted to protect it so that it didn't get broken. Step away. It's so glorious. Backing away. Hands Backing up. Away. Their hands visible. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so sorry. It will take a few minutes to reset the security system. Uh, this is not a good day for the, for the festival or for the museum. It's, the man has come in and broken all of the things. You or two or shenanigans or whatever you're doing. But uh, on the so one hand, sorry. you get to we see... We simply trying to protect it, sir. You I'm should sorry. be quiet now. On the one hand, the ladies and gentlemen, you do get to see uh, the security that we have in place for some of our uh, better pieces. And you guys are kind of cornered. Uh, you know, the, the guards come over. They want to see your passports, your identifications. Well, yeah. Cooperate. Yeah. Why, why are you here on this island, American? We came here to see the glass. Festival going on. You can go get an exact copy of this red orb in the gift shop. I may have to. I'm so sorry. I was afraid that it would break in the chaos. We know how to take care of the glass here. Don't worry. Yeah. You do, and I apologize once again. They write down your names. They, one of the guards is like, are you Greek? Uh, on my mother's side. And he really writes down a bunch of stuff about you. Like, he flips through your passport. He's writing things down. He <laughs> He's, you know, going through things in great detail. And then sure enough, after about 10 minutes, the these heavy iron gates, uh, they're like steel gates, bars. Uh, slowly start to retract back up into uh, the ceiling, both on the first floor and the second floor. The armed guards start to step away as they are leading people out. Uh, the guards that are dealing with you, Blisco, and you, Doc, uh, don't frog march you out, but they forcibly escort you out of the building mm -hmm. and kind of give you a... Uh, stern look as they give you a hard kind of shove not down the steps but towards the steps yeah you did not get to go to the gift shop doc <laughs> do they do they have guns the guards oh yes okay i mean these pieces while they are delicate and intricate and beautiful some of these pieces are worth hundreds of thousands of 1930s monies right and in today's monies they would be worth maybe tens of millions of monies. Right. So, so you yeah, have this to is, ask yourself, how did that schmuck get in there and start breaking stuff? Well, I think he was just bumped into it and then he got freaked out and then kept bumping into things and knocking them over. Mm. Or was he a Nazi spy? I don't know. He's standing over there uh, on the edge of the steps. If you want to go talk to him. 
Yeah, go talk to him. Excuse me, sir. He slowly turns and stares at you. Uh, Shrek in the English? He just stares at you. Do you understand me? He looks around. Gives you a nod. Are you all right? He gives you a nod. What happened in there? He looks around and then walks off very quickly. Hmm. Yeah, this is all sus. Does everybody get escorted out of the... No, the the two that are... I mean, everybody is escorted out of the Grand Display Gallery because it has to be closed down and cleaned up uh, from the mess that was made. Blisco and Doc were escorted forcibly out of the building. The rest of you are in the Great Hall. Okay. Basically, as all of that happens, Dutch will try to figure out uh, how long it took for this, like, full response. So... The minute that the hand reached out, uh, was it Doc or Blisco that reached out to it? Uh, even before the hand got to the orb, the alarm went off and the gates dropped instantaneously. The guards that, again, uh, are present throughout the building appeared immediately. And then it took about 10 minutes for apparently the security system to reset itself and uh and the gates to open okay. there's a lot of nervous energy in the great hall right now the there's you know the silver or not the silver rope the velvet rope has gone across all of the doorways into the grand display area saying grand display area is currently closed people are being directed to other parts of the museum so did the big metal doors go back up yeah they did it took about 10 it took about 10 minutes for those gated okay. doors to go up i'm, I'm guessing they look pretty heavy they did look pretty heavy. They look pretty secure. Yeah. I, I would uh, estimate that the diameter of each of the bars is about an inch. Now that I'm looking at it, that I know that a, a big gate comes down from there. Uh, are there any visible mechanisms? Not that you can see. It, it's when the gates are up, the bottom plate of the gates seal right up what, against the, like the top of the door them. jam. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're very flush against the do- top of the door jam. Okay. And these are not like regular doors. These are like six feet across doors. Right. Like a double door kind of entryway. Mm. And it's high too. Yeah. Okay. Do I have any sense um, since it seemed to not even like clearly it's not a pressure sensor because it started ringing before they even touched it. Do I have any sense of how that alarm works? Um, You can try to go to the entrance of the doorway and look in and you can roll an insight plus observation. This is going to be a D three. You do have uh, currently five momentum. Uh, I'll spend one. Okay. Uh, Two successes. Two successes. Um, Too bad you don't have a reroll on that. Yeah. it is really, I mean, from the distance that you are at, the center of the display gallery is probably 30 feet. So it's really hard to see this pedestal with this red orb on it to really see what would be setting off. Obviously, there's no ropes around the display or else uh, uh, Blisco and, and uh, Doc, Doc would not have been able to get as close as they were. So probably not pressure sensitive plate. Yeah. It's it's some sort of light sensor 
probably. And Dutch will say that to Valentino. Well, that is what we're looking for. That might be a challenge. Yeah. Um, let's go back around. Okay. Uh, back around in, in what way? You're staying on the first floor or are you taking no, one of the three stairways up to the second floor? We're, I'll actually go to the second floor. All right. Yeah. So off of the Great Hall, there are three stairways, uh, two my, by the main entrance and one up by the uh, the north or the back entrance. That will lead you up to the second floor. Up on the second floor, you know, th- it's closed off, so you can't see the uh, floor below uh, because that's where the freezes and everything are. So you're in a big, long hallway. If you go down to where the Grand Display Gallery is, those entrances are open, and you can look down at the at the activity below. You can see everything from from above. The uh, if you go down this way to the last room on the left, uh, on the upper left corner, that room is nothing but chandeliers. Okay. It is a very bright, very hot room because of all the electricity pumping through there with all of the the chandeliers that are lit up um does the second floor also have a lot of windows yeah there are a lot of windows on the second floor as well okay um and of course if you are in if you are in the grand display area second floor the little mezzanine or the walkway that goes around uh the area you can look straight up and you can see the glass dome above you right is there any sort of like fire exit type thing like from the second floor no, there are, you know, in case of emergency kind of things, you know, the stairs are this way and the stairs are very big. It's not like they're right. like uh, house stairs. These are like big museum stairs. So 1939, as old as this building is, there's not going to be outside emergency fire exits like we would know today. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, there's not a there's windows, but there's no direct exit to the out, outside like in an emergency. You would have to take one of the three staircases going down. I will turn to Valentino and assuming that we're alone wherever we are. Yeah, there's some a few other people. Uh, those guys in the dark suits are standing above, uh, have come into that area. Uh, a couple of teenagers uh, have come into the area. Uh, these are the brown shirt teenagers. And they're all looking down at the chaos below of, of people sweeping up and cleaning up. Uh, one of the one of the German teens is pointing down there and laughing at one of the um, heavy, heavy set janitors that are that are cleaning up, uh, you know, as 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 German Nazi teenagers do, right? But on on guys. the side of the on the side of the walkway that you're at, you two are the only two there. Yeah, think about how you would get in here and out of here in the middle of a large, loud fireworks display. Well, I mean. <laughs> thought would be to see what it'd take to cut the power to this place that's a good good notion i'll i don't know if that would trigger some kind of fail safe and lock it down anyway it might help us to um get away anyway but yeah we'd have to figure out a way to we'll talk about it um but yeah let's uh look around for a basement or someplace where, you know, some fuses might be that is probably definitely not uh, 
not a place where like the public's allowed, but let's see if we can locate it and see if we can get in. Yeah, let us wander. There's not going to be a basement in this place because if you dig down, you're going to be going to be in 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 the in the water. Okay. Uh, so uh, basically, this area we'll call this first floor lower area kind of the maintenance slash office area. And that's where you would have power generators or something like that, or, or more than likely the generator would actually be outside. But for our purposes, we will say that these are inside. Also, when you guys walked in, you passed the toilets on either side of the main entrance. So there's toilets there. If anybody needs to use the, the potty, uh, but we'll say that the lower left corner of the first floor is where the maintenance facilities type stuff is. Hmm. Okay. Uh, try to, at the very least, take a peek in there. There's a lot of, there's a lot going on because they're bringing, you know, they've got their, their trash buckets uh, to pick up the glass pieces. So there's a lot of janitors going in and out from the grand display area into into this area for whatever reason. So there's a lot of activity, but yeah, you can see that there's a generator in there or something that looks like a giant uh, thing, not a generator, like generating electricity for the building, but a um, machinery or whatever that you would have for heating, cooling, electricity, that type of stuff. A boiler room or yeah, basically a boiler room. Yeah. All right. Uh, does that have any windows to the outside? No, it doesn't have any windows. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, let's have a look at the toilets. All right. You go and look at the toilets. Uh, surprisingly, very clean toilets. Nice. There, you can only go into the one marked men. Sure. <laughs> Pretty uh, ample. Yeah. Uh, these are, there are plenty of toilets in here. There's at least six... Six stand-up urinals and six uh, uh, toilet stalls. Okay. There's nice uh, tile tile work on the floor. Uh, plenty of sinks. There's mirrors above uh, each of the sinks. Uh, soap dispensers there for the sinks. Uh, it's okay. very clean. Surprisingly very, very clean for a public toilet. So individual toilet stalls, uh, mm-hmm. they have a door? Yes, they do. Okay. Uh, any windows into here? No, there's uh, only one tiny window, um, like, up here on each side. So the men's is on the right, women's is on the left. Okay. Um, right there, there's, a, like, a little half window to open up and let out let out odors. <laughs> okay. Um, but not something you could climb in or spy right. on. It's frosted glass, and it's also the kind of glass that has the, the chicken wire on it. Sure. In it, embedded in it. Mm-hmm. I should have expected that their glass would be very high tech. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, okay. Basically, I want to do another go round of the first floor. Basically, Today? looking. Yep. Okay. Um, like, but it'll be pretty fast. I'm not like, you know, not looking at the. Uh, oh, you're not doing a very detailed. I'm not doing a tour. I'm looking for windows, like basically ways in and out. So I'll go once around the first floor. Sure. So again, the first floor, except for that area that I said didn't have any windows for the boiler room and also the area where they kept their oldest glass uh, so it doesn't fade. Everywhere else on the outside has 
has windows, big windows. Uh, outside, you can see that there are uh, rose bushes, you know, the good thorny ro ro rose bushes uh, that stand very high uh, in a couple of rows around the entire building and some hedges as well. Yeah. So, yeah, then one, yeah, well, definitely once around on the outside, you know, up, up as far as they'll let me. I, I don't want to like, I don't want to try to cross across the, the firework area. I'll just. Yeah. You know. In fact, that area is roped off. And uh, if you try to approach it, you know, a security guard or one of the, the, the people that are setting up the, the displays will walk over. Sorry, sir. Sorry, sorry, sorry. This area is closed off. Uh, if you want to get into the museum, you need to go around to the front entrance. Uh, sorry, please turn around. Sorry. It's cozy. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Once, uh, once I've gotten all that information, I will walk out or away from the museum. You didn't. Nobody uh, visited the gift shop. I'm very sad. <laughs> uh, we'll, right, so we'll, walk, exit, we'll, exit through, we'll exit through the gift shop. Okay. All right. The gift shop is uh, this very last room before you get back into the main entrance. And they have a lot of great replicas of a lot of the pieces you've seen. In fact, they have the, the red orb is on display. The nice thing about this red orb that you saw is not only is it red, but it has these like veiny pieces that run through it of it's even darker. Yeah. Of even darker red. And so they have, a, they have replicas of that on display in the gift shop that you can buy. Uh, they also have some, you know, Harlequin masks, you know, because of the festival, if you want to put on uh, those, uh, they have uh, some of the other little blown glass figurines uh, that you can pick up for for some monies, uh, 25 monies for these little tiny figurines. Uh, and there are there's some good activity going on in the gift shop. How much is the uh, replica orb? Yeah, so this is a life size. So this is really big. It's almost a bit as big as what we would say a volleyball. Okay. Mm. Uh, this one is uh, 50 monies. I will buy one. Okay. <laughs> the woman behind the counter is very impressed. Oh, your wife is going to love this. Uh, that's going to put me at 368 monies. Um, and uh, Dutch will say, oh, yeah. Oh, you know what? Let me get something for my boy, too. And I will buy a little glass car. <laughs> okay. Uh, that one will be five monies. Okay. This is a more like an ornament that you could hang yeah, yeah. on a Christmas tree kind of thing. Yeah. 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 All right. Five money for that. You should give that to them for you. Yep. I'll give that to Blisco when we come out. <laughs> Valentino, did you do anything? You just followed Dutch around the entire time? Yeah, I think I largely just followed him around. Um, okay. Seeing if there'd be anything else that would leap out of me as a. Uh, Notable information that uh, maybe like how many guards I count as we make our rounds to. Sure. So on the first floor, you counted at least eight guards that you could see um, on the second floor. There's probably. Well, because you guys didn't explore the entire second floor, you saw probably three or four guards on the left side of the second floor, the right side of the second floor did look like there were maybe some um, some exhibits, but a lot of it looked like offices. So okay. there was at least a dozen, at least a dozen guards at the museum. Uh, okay. We'll... So you guys go exit the museum and sitting on the steps, there's one Blisco and one Doc. Okay. Same. Uh, I will walk right past them. 
and just completely yep. ignore them. Pretend we don't know each other. Yeah. And then uh, go someplace uh, basically very clearly round a corner and then yeah. just hang out there for a while. Like at a cafe or is this a uh, Sure, bench, but a or... cafe that where, you know, there's not like a direct line of sight to the museum. Oh, sure, sure, sure. So, yeah, you go uh, basically two blocks down uh, west from the museum and there's, you know, there's a nice little cafe. Uh, you know, it's a dark dark cafe you go in and there's a like a uh, bar where people can sit at the bar and then there are booths uh, sitting at the uh, bar are the uh, German children and the the German teacher of course uh, the, uh, back in the back you can see two men dressed in black suits with black sunglasses I don't know why they're wearing sunglasses uh, inside but they are uh, and then there are two <laughs> booths close to the front of the of the uh, cafe that you can go and, and sit down at. Okay. Yeah. What can I get you? I'll have a, I have a coffee. Yeah. Um, great. Great. Excellent choice. Coffee. Uh, this is all I make all day is coffee. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, he goes same. wandering away and comes back a few minutes later. Like he was hoping that you were going to get something else, but he puts it down and let me know if you need anything else. And he kind of walks away a little dejected. He's uh, now busy pumping uh, uh, malts for the for the German children's. Yeah, Fry, Frau Freitag, uh, this is very good. Yeah, I hope today you learned something at the museum that uh, there's uh, good securities everywhere, and a good secure homeland is the way we keep our country safe. Should we maybe go find somewhere less crowded? Did you say less crowded? Wow, Brian. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Brian, how could you? Looking for someplace, just maybe more blue collar, less brown shirt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you pay the pay the bill. The guy's like, <laughs> you guys leave and you uh, find another uh, restaurant. This one's more of a they have an out, outside tables that you can sit at. Uh, but it's more of a restaurant than a, you know, a cafe malt shop kind of thing. Yeah, sure. So we're out of sight from that place. Oh, you want to be out of sight from the uh, cafe that you just left? Yeah, basically, yeah. I want to pop back out onto that main drag. Mm -hmm. And when Valentino comes out, I'll be like, hey, let's go this way instead. And like very broadly point to it. So okay. that. You know, Doc and Blisco know to go that way. You got any fours, Blisco? <laughs> oh, yeah, let's let's roll uh, observe uh, uh, Matthew and Blisco. Please roll observation uh, plus uh, insight to see if you're paying attention. Of course, we're paying attention. You were playing pinochle badly. That was. <laughs> Not what you were supposed to draw. I have no idea what I just rolled. <laughs> well, yeah. I think you just fat fingered the slash. <laughs> yeah, that last slash is what did it. Skrakow! <laughs> <laughs> nope, okay, so neither of us is paying attention. So you guys were too busy Boy. playing cards to, to notice which where these guys went. That's hurtful. <laughs> I feel I, like we you guys it. were saying you're playing cards. <laughs> I feel like I said nothing. Professionals. 
We are professionals. We'll I mean, just we'll just hang out at this restaurant until those guys get hungry. <laughs> Rob, would you like to roll for Rumbly Tumblies? <laughs> what was the roll again? I think what did we say? I think we said uh brawn, right? And no, uh, I want to say it was Will and resilience, actually. Will and, Will and resilience. Okay, it was Will and resilience. <laughs> can he spend momentum to take away dice? I mean, he can spend momentum. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, give give Stephen a threat to uh, to roll fewer dice. Oh my god! All right, zero successes. Congratulations, your rumply tumbly is hungry, <laughs> and uh, the smell should, of uh, funnel cakes and we wait. Corn dogs is not uh, something that you Fun want. Kids. So you want something, you want something really Italian. <laughs> uh, it looks like so a good restaurant over there. Let's wait from over there. All right. You guys wander across the pavilion, and hey, uh, sure enough, hey, look, the there's guys. there's Valentino and and Dutch just sitting at the restaurant, almost like they knew uh, that you were going to be hungry soon. One hour has passed. Yeah, that's that's all right. It it yeah. gives it gives these guys like it gives us time to like Mold. bust out a napkin and start drawing like a floor plan. <laughs> yeah. While you are waiting for Blisco and Doc to come over, you do see that exiting out of the out of the cafe that you were at, you see the the Frau Freitag and, and the six brown shirts uh exit and go about their way in the hour, and then you see the two black suits exit uh and head back towards the museum. Uh, and, uh, then finally Doc and, and Blisco show up. They look hungry. Well, that's okay. I ordered, uh, calamari for the, for the table. <laughs> mm, excellent choice. There's a plate yeah. of squid waiting for you, Matthew. Mm, good. That orb is our best, our best bet right now, but, uh, when you guys, you guys, did you guys actually, man- you guys actually managed to touch it, right? No, I don't believe I. You you did. Okay. Yeah. The, All right. That is so almost. Gates came down as soon as I started to reach for it. Yeah, and that tells us a few things. But I'm no expert at this sort of thing. So here's what I'm thinking: mm-hmm. that orb again is our best bet, but. I I worry that uh, there could have been some other mysterious orb that was brought to the to this island from somewhere else, since it was a haven for glass. I mean, <laughs> did we try hawking Tay to any a Ostigays? Well, we that should was... definitely. At this point, we should definitely do that somewhere. Maybe we can find a cemetery here, or maybe we can try and uh, get oh, back I... into the Grand Display Gallery That's some other say, time yeah, you... and do it. You think they're just going to open it up the gallery later? Because yeah, we could just. Oh, walk. I'm sure after I'm sure after they clean it up, they'll open it back yeah. up. Yeah, so, they just don't want anybody to cut sure. cut themselves. So, given our general mo. Hmm. I don't think that we will be able to 
pull sneak in and out. Grab. Assuming, yeah. you know, again, just making the assumption that that is in fact what we want. We're probably not going to be able to sneak in and out uh, without raising any sort of alarm, either literally mm -hmm. or figuratively. Um, so, uh, how many days until the fireworks? You so, are today is the sixth, and the uh, fireworks are on the fifteenth. So nine days until the fireworks. Mm -hmm. Next Friday. Okay. Uh, so we can try to use those as cover. Um, the place is going to be packed, so it might be difficult to do the initial break-in, but I feel like the get getaway will be a lot easier if we just throw on some masks and try to blend into the crowd. Um, you wonder place... if uh, an event of this size might not have them... I don't know, hiring temporary personnel, say, good-looking young men to escort people back and forth or to assist with setting up a fireworks. We, we can definitely look into that. Uh, but right now, because they got to look at you, and technically us, but definitely you, mm -hmm. um, we definitely need to lay low for at least a day, I would say. Hmm. Um, yeah, they... they... So the security guards really, to be honest, uh, Dutch, weren't really paying attention to you or yeah. to Valentino, sure. unless they were looking at Valentino because it's like, hey, is that the movie star Cary Grant? Um, and uh, But otherwise, they were really shaking down Blisco and, and Doc. Yeah, so that's helpful on its own. Um, here's what I think we should do. Uh, sometime, uh, let, let me write down this list as I go. Okay. Um, I will also write it down with you. Okay. So one thing we need to do between now and then is watch the museum like all day to get a feel of the guard rotations. Mm -hmm. Sounds good to me. Um, we also need to try and get in there. Get in there in which way? Uh, like just and, go into and, the museum during when it's open or closed or what? Uh, try to get in there in any way. So when it's open or if we find a way in when it's not open and scope out ghosts. Yeah, I think we need the confirmation before we <laughs> yeah. get too heavy into this. I like this is. Again, you know, we can try to like. Oh, uh, we need to figure out that security system. In parentheses, a way to break it. <laughs> so we need to figure out basically if we can do something as simple as just like stick something under that gate. And if so, like how to get something in that can take the pressure of that gate so that we can sneak underneath it. Uh, double ideally, a way to just turn it off, uh, which also. Ideally, get into that back room that's actually in the front um, and see if the security system is like monitored and or controlled from there. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we just need to do this, stagger this in such a way we've got lots of time so that we don't raise further suspicion, mm -hmm. uh, which means... Uh, the two of you are probably, at least for the early part of this, going Benched. to be 
not benched, but definitely if, uh, say, we decide that uh, we want to scope out the guard rotations mm -hmm. um, while we also go in and try to scope out some ghosts, uh, we will probably have you guys on a at a cafe outside of the museum all day. Um, as opposed to, you know, possibly wearing your masks as opposed to going in. So you two don't go in unless you absolutely need to. The waiter comes back out with more calamari. This, a, this restaurant has bottomless calamari. Oh, Prego. Wait, which one's Prego? I think you're That's your not the good one. <laughs> Sorry, Prego. You had your chance to sponsor this show and you didn't. Yeah. Now face our wrath. This show brought to you by Vodka Sauce. Vodka yeah. Sauce. Why is vodka Italian food? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the festival is still going on. People are walking by. Uh, you see uh, another man with the tricorn hat, black mask, black cape, walk by again. Uh, you see uh, just people with packages, just going about people with their costumes and masks on, uh, having fun. Uh, all around you while you're having this conversation. Yeah. So this is still pre-planning. Like hmm. we don't have a reliable method of ingress and we don't have, or is it ingress? I, I guess we need both. Ingress. Um, yeah. First. Um, and we still need to figure out the security system. So all that stuff needs to happen before we can have some sort of plan. And, and again, confirmation that, what we're looking for is that would be great. Um, have but, we uh, have we considered the possibility that these fellers in the black hats, these obviously criminal types, he said, speaking under his breath so no one can hear him. I mean, you could probably have a conversation. It's it's loud and noisy. There's music and noise and traffic. Do, I mean, it's like you guys would have to speak very loudly for other people to pay attention to you, even people walking by. Yeah. Also, the chances that they speak English is a lot lower mm. at this point in time. Do we think that those gentlemen might actually be a resource in terms of maybe breaking into local establishments? With the, given their obvious criminal with nature. The dark, clothes, the dark clothes and hats? Mm -hmm. the ones no, with the, no, no, no. The those are tops. Are they? No, uh, so which ones are you talking about? So there's, I think Matthew is talking about the guys with the black tricorn hats oh, and the black masks that have been the, one, you the ones observed. we've we've observed. Yeah, shoplifting, I, I, and then there are the guys with the black suits and the dark sunglasses. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. I thought you were yeah. talking about the the, the black hats guys? and mirror shades. No, those guys yeah. are cops. Yeah, those guys are cops. Um, I mean, or Nazis. Maybe, or yeah, I mean, you've already cops. seen the Nazis. Yeah, well, they, those are Nazis. They're the Italian version of, of the... Ah, uh, the secret police? Uh, is that what you're thinking the there? I, I believe they I, call them Nazolini. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Little that's, Nazis. That's my assumption. Was, was one of them not the one that had, like, the, the blink dog? I, okay, I don't want to... No, 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 no. Uh, so, normal police uh, mm. wear, you know, gray militaristic uniforms. Okay. So, one of those uh, guys the, had the spooky dog. One of those guys had the spooky dog. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The guys okay. that you saw hanging around in the museum and in the cafe and probably some other places uh, that mm -hmm. we've talked about tonight, uh, they mm -hmm. wear very fine black suits 
mm-hmm. uh, and dark sunglasses, not mirrored sunglasses, but dark sunglasses. Right. My and their hair is their hair is slicked back. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, so, they're, I think yeah. I've so used the color black us. maybe way too much. So I apologize for that. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, it's fine. As a media observer, I, Rodrigo, tell me about those guys. And I'm like, oh, those guys are cops. <laughs> right. And mm-hmm. I think it's not unreasonable for uh, Dutch, who is like very frequently getting involved with like, you know, in his prior life with like bohemians and roustabouts mm-hmm. and stuff like that to have developed a sense of like, OK, you can sit here, but you have to tell me you're a cop. Otherwise, it's entrapment kind of. <laughs> like you know a, a bit of and again i'm not rolling anything so i'm just like yeah i that's what i think like yeah. i think these guys are some sort of like this is a fascist country they're some sort of like police mm-hmm. um have i seen other people interact with them no they talk amongst themselves uh you've seen them when they've been walking on the street they were talking with themselves with the animated conversation uh, not the same guys obviously different guys not the same yeah. two guys Um, you've seen them in the museum. You've seen them in the cafe. Yeah. So Uh, the fact that they're all over the place, um, do people give them a wide berth? Because surely they've, they've walked down. Nope. People just, no, they just look like well-dressed Italian gentlemen. Okay. All right. Well, that's Mm. different then because if people, right, it's like if you, if yeah, we were you know back cop, in, you stay away yeah, from cops. Yeah. If we yeah. were back in yeah. Germany and people so literally guys dressed in the exact same way, except you know, with a German cut yeah, with a with a long, yes, long black trench coat. Yeah, yes, long black trench away. coat, black shades, they would stay the F away from them. Yes, like, correct. Even mm-hmm. even your like rah rah, I'm a brown shirt guys, they would stay away from them. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the fact that people here don't seem bothered by them actually makes me think that something else is going on. Maybe they're not policia secreta. Yeah, uh, but it seems. How weird would you find out? A... Um, I would offer to do something illegal with them, and if they ran me into jail, then I'd know they were policia yeah. secreta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, but then, <laughs> and then if you were vanished, I guess. See, that's the thing is, like, we have no ends here. Uh-huh. We don't. We need to try to find resistance. People, which is difficult, as we saw, possibly the most surface level of the resistance being uh, devoured by a. Yeah, so So. um, that makes it particularly difficult and dangerous. Uh, Would uh, would we have to convince him that a heist would be in their interest, or are you thinking like a quid pro quo? We are we are way too far away from that. Like we don't know what their plans or motivations yeah, we would, would be. We would have um, to even find them before we could start making that decision. The only thing I can think of is and this is a long shot, we have to find a Greek neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Fortunately there's one on an island called Greece. <laughs> huh. Not how far away is that? Mm, about a day's travel. Oh, we got nine of them. Stop it. We're not going we're not going all the way to Mykonos. <laughs> that's that's not what we're doing here. I'm just saying. Uh so I mean anyway, I think for safety's sake, we should stay away from those guys. From yes. the uh from the resistance? No, from the well manicured. Oh, the real just- okay. Yeah. Oh. 
guys. The well dressed. Um, if we find a way to figure out who they are, by all means. Again, we're very early on in this True. stage. There's a lot of stuff we don't know yet. And plus, we're terrible the, at making plans, even when we have the information. So, I mean, that's not necessarily true. I think what ends up happening is, uh, a, we either never get all the information, mm -hmm. or b, something forces our hand. Right? Like no plan we survives we had we had lots of plans when we got to Paris, but mm -hmm. yes, the. Uh, the opposition was already moving, and they may already be moving here as well. So we, uh, yeah, we just have to figure it out. The that's another thing is uh, German is German, Germany is pretty chummy with Italy right now, hmm. so they may be allowed to operate in some ways. But given given the uh, party line of uh, the glorious Roman history of Italy, I find it unlikely that they would be willing to part with an artifact as a matter of course. So mm. it's possible that uh, the opposition is also having a tough time penetrating uh, this, this situation, but we'll see. Okay. okay. Uh, if there's nothing else, then I... It's, I, late, I, it's late afternoon. Yeah, I believe the next, like, for now, let's return to our hotel rooms. Um, the mm -hmm. next step is to spend tomorrow uh, watching sense. guard rotations or security uh, guard rotations and uh, trying to get in there and see if we can see something uh, with special sight. Okay. And we'll continue to formulate the plan from there. When we were in the museum, was there people with the festival get-ups on? Uh, some people were, but it was kind of encouraged for people not to wear their masks okay. inside. So, you know, uh, if people were, they took off their masks. But if they were wearing like a domino mask, uh, that would be fine. People could leave that on. But something that covers full faces would be uh, kind of frowned upon. I see. Might be another complication. <laughs> Well, that's fine. We can buy you another mask on the way out. But, um, yep, I think it'll be a situation of us having to get up to it and you whip out your mask and, and see if you can see anything then. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, one more plate of squid and then let's go back to the... Uh... <laughs> nom, 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 nom. So fresh. It is the best, freshest calamari that you have had in a long time. And maybe some of you have never had calamari before. Blisco, what do you think of, of, uh, of these, of these squid uh, or octopus? A little or... chewy. Does it have yeah. a squid ink uh, sauce? No, this, they're not that fancy. A little chewy, but when in Rome. <laughs> <laughs> really? Nice. Nice. I've been yeah, trying no, not no, to that say was, that for a that whole episode. That was good. That was good. He had not. Yeah, no, that was good. Boo. <laughs> you know, if I'd have said that, Stephen would be booing me. That's all. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. Well, would you like to try it and see what happens? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Gosh, Lucy, I, Please, I'm no. sure you'll hold the football this time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a signed document, you guys. 
So yeah, after we're done eating, we'll head back to the hotel. All right. You know, you take another boat. Out. You take another boat uh, across the across the lagoon back into the island of Venice. Make your way back to your hotel. Lots of tourists here, uh, especially a lot of pe- people like to go to the plaza area uh, where the the tower and everything is. Uh, it's it's great. Uh, there's some f- a festive feeling in the air even on this island, and it could just be because it is the holiday time. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of people out and about uh, when you get back. It's late afternoon when you arrive back onto the island of, of Venice. Do we spot any of those well-dressed men in Venice? Roll me an observation plus insight. Yeah, let me do that. And D1. not Ryan, who is like good at this. <laughs> well, I mean, you're the one that brought it up, but I suppose anybody could roll it. Yeah, I know, but I'm the one who's bringing everything up. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Well, once again, I'm rolling against an 11. Always. Uh, how are we doing on... You have uh, four momentum. I'll take a momentum. All right. Uh, two successes. Two successes. Very good. You get that momentum back because it was only a D1. Yeah. Every once in a while, you'll see uh, these men in these very well-tailored black suits walking around with black uh, sunglasses, dark sunglasses, usually in pairs. And uh, they seem to always be... Uh, talking somewhat intently amongst themselves. Yeah. Again, not what language? Like really the same guys, just... It's not the same guys, but, you know, same kind of haircut, and, same, and, and same, again, same kind of clothing. Again, people seem to just like casually walk by them. Yeah, like these are just dudes. Okay. Man, it's like just just a like really trendy, like trendy cast. Yeah. I mean, you're in Italy, man. Fa- the, the center of fashion. I mean, yeah, no, no, I, I, I get it. Yeah. I mean, I, but they're not. I the, don't, I don't, because Dutch do hate want, Italy. But yeah, I, I do want to stress that these are not the same people. Yeah, they're just like different guys every time. Yes. Well, I mean, that that in and of itself is a thing, right? It's like right. There are enough of these guys going around that if you look at you know a couple crowds, you'll spot two of them. Uh, probably in large crowds, you're going to at least spot a pair. Yes. Uh, yeah. So far throughout the, d- the day, uh, both on the island of Murano and now in Venice, you have probably seen six pair of these guys. Yeah. Of these people. And they don't like, look like clones or anything. No, nope, I said they don't. They look like regular yeah, people. Like they different don't look guys like every time. Fashion victims. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, and if they're if they're not like doing anything weird other than just, you know, gesticulating while they talk, which everybody does here, then I mean, that's that's a data point. I still, I'm not sure what, what the deal is. Mm-hmm. Sure. But Dutch they is just going to ask, straight out ask a random local if they even registered them. Yeah. Hey, you what's like, the guys in the suits? Yeah, yeah. it's like uh, like people still interact with them, right? Like oh, sure, will, like uh, the door uh, when you were at the or... yeah, yeah, when you were at the cafe, when you were briefly at the cafe, uh, they were, you know, drinking, yeah, taking their orders and stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So it's not okay. like people are avoiding them. It's not like people don't see them. Uh, they're just dudes on the on the street. Okay. Also, okay. as you're, if your guys are hanging out in the plaza, you do see Ruff Rytok and the brown shirts uh, walk through the plaza, and people do give them uh, a wide berth. Sure. Yeah, you also smell a little bit of sulfur in the air too. <laughs> That's weird. 
Um, brown shirts. Yeah, the only thing creepier than Nazis is like baby Nazis. Right. <laughs> yeah, these aren't like 10 year old brown yeah, shirts. Yeah, these are like, yeah, like I said, like 18, 19 year old like, brown shirts. Like possibly the, the, the maximum creep factor would be like if they were 10. They're all, they all have blonde hair and they're, they are yeah. all, they all, if you were to say, do these brown shirts look alike? Yes, they look almost exactly alike. Yeah, Blue they're all eyes, Aryan. Yes, yellow, blonde hair all cut to the exact same way. Uh, the the girls all have their hair cut the exact same way. Uh, their clothes are, are pressed. Uh, they are three and three. Yeah. Uh, three boys, we... three girls, and then the, the teacher lady. Oh, geez. It's the children of the damned. Um, have we all heard them speak the teacher's name? I mean, they've said it a couple of times in the in the museum, if you were all grouped okay. together. Yeah. Well, okay. Because Doc just had a thought about Herr Montag and Herr Dienstag, and how Freitag is also a day of the week. Hmm. Do we think that's coincidence? This woman is following us around, you guys. Uh, is she? I think she tends to already be where we're going, which I suppose... Is, That's even scarier. It's even scarier if it's not a coincidence. We're going to the festival. They're anticipating where we are. I feel like that, that Freitag... It's a thing. I know. I, I get it. And And Doc, I want you to understand that I am taking your your view here under consideration. Um, what what would her. you what would you say we we should do about it? We should watch her. We yeah, should, does, does, should. Do they smell weird to you guys? They smell weird, but there was a weird. There was a weird smell. Museum. Yeah, I don't know if. Oh, I think it's oh. them. I think it's them because I just caught another whiff all the way out here in in the island. So that seems kind of a that, right, Stephen. Yes, you smelled the sulfur. Yeah, yeah. Sort of, yeah, sulfuric Mm. smell. What smells like sulfur? Could they be carrying explosives? Are they Nazi spies? I mean, they could be. I wouldn't put it past them to use children. Uh, But you're right. We should keep an eye on them. If for no other reason that if they ever spot us doing anything, they're certainly going to blow the whistle on us. Also a good point. Oh, most definitely. So, yeah, let's, by all means, keep an eye on them. All right. So, yeah, we'll head back to the hotel. All right. So you head back to the hotel. It's fairly uneventful. Again, lots of people crowding the streets. Uh, there are, as you know, uh, tourists will stay on, on on the island. So that's not a problem. That's why you're staying at the fancy hotel. It does have a restaurant on the first floor. If you decide that you want to uh, eat anything, but uh, your rooms are on the third floor, if you decide to go uh, go to your rooms, uh, yeah. Did we this this place is fancy? Do we have like separate rooms or you you can share two rooms? Okay. Oh, actually, how about we do this? Uh, your room is one of those that is fancy like a, enough like that there is a, a suite. Yeah, so you have a main common area, and then and there are two suite. double rooms. Um, off of the main uh, common Excellent. area. Hmm. Schmancy. Ice, ice love a sweet. 
Yes. Yeah, they do. I do. Uh, everybody roll a observation plus insight for me. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, dang. Hey, I got one. <laughs> hey, I got one, too. Uh, nothing. <laughs> Carlos, you walk in and you are either so offended by the Venetian uh, stylings of of your room <laughs> um, or you're just so tired from the day of having to to deal with two guys who had to uh, almost get arrested that you know you notice nothing when you come in uh, to the room. Everyone else, when you enter the room, you notice that nothing has been touched in your rooms. Oh, good. It's a high-class place. Like, Dutch, like, opens his bag and pulls out his comb, and he's like, I forgot to check if the hair was still on the hell. Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so tired of dealing with Italians all day. Went to the trouble of setting it all up. Well, hopefully you were carrying it with you all day, so it should be. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Part was putting it on in the inside. All right. So tomorrow, let's, uh, Valentino, I don't suppose you have any insight as to whether a doing this during the day or at night would matter for your mask. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, was well, it day or night when we did it? No. We haven't because there seems to be some sort of limit to it. Um, that's one. And two, when Valentino put it on, the only spirits he saw were the spirits of the um, luminaries. The luminaries. Now, it would stand to reason that he would have also potentially seen snake ghosts, unless they don't leave ghosts behind, right? Or the ghosts yeah, of, like, knows. prior adventurers that have tried to get into the area. Um, so we don't know if this is just the thing that lets us speak to all ghosts. Or specific ghosts, or at the limits with the ghosts, I don't or know. what the limits are, or if the ghosts yeah. can then, yeah, do something to him. And that's the problem with this stuff. It's like it's so dangerous and like onerous, right? It's just yeah. like using it as you know, you know, just kind of generally motioning at his like satchel, like as you <laughs> know, like this stuff come. All of this stuff seems to come with some sort of terrible price not necessarily because it's like cursed or anything but because the places where this stuff comes from are like like uh, inimical to like is inimical the right word like to human life and to like sanity Hmm. but i wonder though would it if we have to learn things by trial and error, would it be easier to try that trial and error when we're not in the heat of any given moment? Uh, that's a good point. And one that, honestly, in this case, I will leave to Valentino, since he's the one who has to do it. So, Valentino, if you think that it's worthwhile to give that a try at some other point, by all means... But if you want to stash the stash it for now, that's that's okay by me. Uh, unless you guys disagree. I mean, I feel like I'm doing a lot of talking here. Like, do you guys have any further insight into this? I don't know. I mean, trial and error seems reasonable while we're spending a week and a half here. Perhaps. Uh, yeah. I do want to try it first now that we have some kind of potential lead 
Okay. And I think having solid confirmation on if this is the thing we need would be the most helpful thing right now. Okay. Uh, we can keep talking about this. I get it, it seems like we are we have a split vote here. So um, you you're not going to try it on now, Brian? No, not now. Okay. All right. Try but you do want to you want to try it on near the museum. Yeah, near that door. Uh, okay. Let's uh, why break the routine now? Let's sleep in shifts again. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't know what time it is, but like, you know, by the time we're going to get to sleep. Oh, by the time you guys have back to your hotel and by the time you've had your long conversations and had a, a short drink uh, to end the day, it's, it's you know, you guys could go to bed. Okay. It's 830. It's, there's good. nothing I mean, on television. We're, uh... <laughs> Nothing I can understand, anyway. <laughs> television doesn't exist right now. <laughs> Sorry, that's a communication major joke right there. <laughs> I thought it was funny, Stephen. Oh, thank yeah. you. I, I'm laughing. Thank you. Um, we've got an early day because we want to like get on those guard rotations. So, yep. we'll go to we'll turn in early. All right. So everybody turns in for the night. Critical Hit Punch Hall Nazis is a production of Major Spoilers Entertainment and was produced and edited by me, Stephen Schleicher. If you would like to get a behind-the-scenes making of this episode, be sure to check out the GM Roundtable Octum Cthulhu Edition at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash majorspoilers. Each week I discuss my plans for the upcoming game session, and Dr. Brad Will is there to share his reactions and advice on how to be a better game master. I will warn you, though... There are spoilers galore in every installment of the GM Roundtable Octoon Cthulhu edition. So, if you don't like spoilers and don't want to know what I am planning next, don't listen to these episodes. Though, I will say, if you do listen, you'll be able to see how and where the players throw a wrench into my plans, and you're also going to have greater insight into the world that's being built into this campaign. This week, we didn't have any named NPCs, so no shout-outs to our associate producers this week. But next week, we'll feature a lot of surprises, and more than a few of our wonderful patrons will become NPCs in this game. You want your name to appear as one of these NPCs in future episodes? All you need to do is become an associate producer at patreon.com slash majorspoilers. Finally, we want you to record yourself doing your best on Critical Hit and send it to us at podcast at majorspoilers.com and your voice will join the growing chorus of fans in upcoming episodes as well. Thank you again for listening this week and here's hoping all of your dice rolls are critical hits. This podcast is copyright 2023 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.